Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Chris Figueretti, for this week's message. Well, hello, Vineyard Church, and welcome to Vineyard Online. I'm so excited that we're able to gather this way this morning, considering everything that is going on in the world. Um, We uh, have gotten this together and able to gather our church community together uh, online and not miss a beat, and that is such a cool thing. And we, uh, if you would... Uh, When you see uh, either online over the next couple of weeks or if you see them in person, uh, our staff team has done an incredible job at getting all of this together. And not just what we're doing on Sunday morning, but what we're doing throughout the week with groups and everything else. And so just give them a big thank you. If you're watching on our online platform, uh, there's a little heart uh, thing that you can press at the bottom. Give them some love on on that. Uh, But... These guys have worked tirelessly to make this happen. You know, about five or six weeks ago, I was noticing news stories coming out of China that they had quarantined 75 million people and shut down all their manufacturing because of a flu virus. And I was like, who who does that for a flu virus? That that seems a little uh, extreme for that. And I I didn't know what was going to happen, but it just, in my heart, I felt like, there was something going on there that we probably needed to pay attention to. And so I gathered some of our staff team together, and I said, guys, here's what I'm seeing, and, uh, and I think we need to prepare for it. Don't know that it's going to happen, hope that it won't, but we need to be ready in case that it does. And so we have been preparing for weeks uh, for this, and, uh, and again, I just want to thank the team, Matt and Mike and Vicki and Nathan and, and everybody else who has worked so hard to make this happen. We're really, we've always streamed our services, but we're bringing that, uh, that up a level with the interactive uh, app. And so if you're watching on Facebook right now, I encourage you to click over to the Vineyard website and watch there because there's an interactive uh, format that you can participate in there. All that being said, guys, we're living in unprecedented times, are we not? I mean, I, I have more than once uh, over the last week or two gone, uh, this, is, this is crazy. It's like I'm living in a movie as I've watched this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic unfold. And um, and we are, uh, we're we're watching the news, we're we're watching things unfold, not just in our country, but around the world. Uh, And you know what I found is there's nothing like a good pandemic to amp up the stress level. (laughs) It's very, it's kind of stressful. We we're all ha- we have all kinds of questions. We wonder what's going to happen next. The anticipatory anxiety of, am I going to get this thing? Is my family going to get it? What's going to happen if I do? The economic stress that comes along with this. Schools being out, people aren't going to be able to work because they've got to watch their kids. People aren't going to, to restaurants and doing those types of things. And, and things just kind of coming to a halt. There's a huge economic stress. If, if you're invested in the stock market at all, all of my goodness, the last two weeks has been unbelievable. And then you add to that the news cycle. You know, it's nonstop every, every, every minute. And you want to know what's going to happen next. What's the latest news? What, what do we know now? And it's nonstop. And the stress level just goes up and up 
and up. Now, thankfully, we are in the middle of a series called Stressed Out, and we're talking about how to deal with stress. And I'm going to talk today, in fact, I really believe God has given me a message for today for you to navigate pandemic stress. And, and, and I just, as I sat down to write this, I was like, this is the Lord, and, and I can't wait to share that with you. But before I jump into that, I, I feel like I need to explain what's going on and why what's going on is going on, because I have found there is so much misinformation and misunderstanding about our current situation. And so if you will bear with me for a moment, I just want to get us on the same page. Um, we made the decision to go online for this season because our governor asked us not to meet in large groups. And we're cooperating with the authorities uh, to, uh, to help with any way that we possibly can. That being said, there are a lot of people that I have talked to in the last week or two who are basically of the opinion of this is completely overblown, this is no big deal, it's just the flu virus or just another version of the flu virus. We don't have anything to worry about uh, and, and people are making a big deal out of nothing. And I wanna speak, I'm gonna speak to a couple groups this morning, but I wanna speak to that group first, all right? And, and here's what I need you to hear and, and look, me, look me in the eyes, I'm gonna look deep into your eyes now, all right? Um, here's what you need to hear, this is not just the flu. This is a big deal, this is real. This is related to the flu, it is a flu virus for sure, but it is 10 times more lethal than the flu virus. And it's spreading three times faster because nobody has any immunity to it, it's brand new. What that means is it is going to have at the low end 30 times the impact of the seasonal flu. And the seasonal flu has a very significant impact. This is a big deal, guys. People are going to die. That is the truth. Now, I'm gonna amp up our stress a little bit before I bring it back down because there's a lot of people that don't understand that. This is real and this is serious. Now, there's another group of people who are, the sky is falling and they're clearing the shelves at the grocery stores and they're filling their basement with toilet paper. Stop it. Do not panic. This is not something to panic over. It's serious and we need to take action, but it is not something to panic over. The sky is not falling. The zombie apocalypse is not about to happen. We are going to make it through this. Health-wise, and that's the big concern for everybody, and everybody's concerned about themselves, you most likely will be fine. 80% of the people who get this virus, as far as we know, have very uh, insignificant reaction to it. 80%, get it? Many don't know they even had it. have it. People under 20 generally aren't showing symptoms. And younger people are handling this really, really well. 80% of people not even, not even reacting in a significant way. 20% are, and that's, that's a lot of people because it's spreading so, so much. But at the end of the day, it only has a 1% mortality rate. That means one in 100, one in 100 people who get this will die. So there, there is that, but those are little odds. It's not 
like the plague where you have 30 or 40 or 50 percent of people passing away. We're going to make it through. So the question then that that raises is this. Why such drastic action? Why is the governor uh, asking us not to gather? Why did the president declare a state of emergency? Why? Why? Why are we reacting so significantly to something if it's if, you know, we're all going we're gonna to make it through. And I want to explain that because I, th- I want you and me and I want the church to be on the solution side of this, this problem that we're facing. And here's the reason. We have to slow the spread of this disease. We have to slow it down for two reasons. One, because people who are older, people who are 65 and older, uh, are not responding well to this disease. And, uh, and we need to protect them. And people with pre-existing conditions or with uh, compromised immune systems, those types of things, they're not responding either. And we need to protect them. We need to slow it down. This is a kindness to other, others thing. You know, people are saying, why are we responding in fear? This isn't about responding in fear. I'm not afraid. I hope you're not afraid. This is about responding in kindness. In love. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we're doing here. But there's a second reason that is just as significant and maybe even more dramatic, and that's this. Our health system is not equipped to handle the explosion of cases that we're looking at. And so what we're trying to do is slow down the onset of the cases. And we've got some track record here around the rest of the world as to how this thing unfolds. What happens is you get a couple cases in an area, a couple more cases, and then boom, it blows up huge, exponentially, and the healthcare systems are overwhelmed. There aren't enough doctors, there's not enough beds, there's not enough ventilators, there's not enough of anything, to the point that people who are coming in with strokes and heart attacks and other emergencies can't even be cared for because the system is being overwhelmed. Now, guys, we have the benefit, don't panic, we have the benefit in our country of being down the line. We can learn from the other countries. And if we can slow down the transmission from one person to another person, if we can slow it down, then that explosion, that explosion is smaller and the healthcare system has a chance to absorb, it has a chance to absorb the... um, the people who are coming in because it's coming in slower and we're just slowing it down. Guys, that action will save lives. That action will help our medical workers and our hospitals to deal with what's coming, okay? This is about saving lives. This is about being on the solution side of what's coming. Chances are you're gonna be fine. But other people won't if we don't take action. We're to love our neighbors, and that's what we're doing here. So what can you do? Well, i got a couple practical things before I jump into the, the stress part of this, because we have to deal with that, but a couple practical things that I'm going to ask you to do in the days ahead. One is social distancing. We hear a lot about this. Social distancing is, is basically keep your distance from other people. If you're over 60 years old, stay home. If, if you are immune compromised or have pre-existing conditions, stay home. You don't want to get this thing. It is, it is, uh, it is real. 
and it's dangerous for you. If you're sick, stay home. I'm recording this uh, today, but I came in with a mask on because I got a chest cold. Probably not coronavirus, I feel fine, but I don't want to infect other people. We're trying to stop the spread of this. I hope that you do as well. Keep your distance if you're sick. Avoid large public gatherings. That's why we're doing church online, so that, that we're, we're not spreading this among ourselves and spreading it through our community. We're, it's why we're moving groups online. It's why we're doing kids' stuff online. So social distancing, big deal. Secondly, basic hygiene measures. And I know this is like, why is my pastor telling me this? Because it's a big deal. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. It stops the spreading from one person to the other. If you've got a cough, cough in your arm, wipe down surfaces, all the stuff we're hearing on TV and online. Third thing you can do is don't hoard. Don't panic. I'm all for prepping, uh, like having, having some extra food in the house and supplies in case we get an ice storm or some kind of emergency, but the time to do that is before the emergency. If you do it during the emergency, what happens is that other people don't have food and other people can't get the supplies that they need. Now, here's what we've learned from other countries. The grocery stores will be stocked. The only reason we have bare shelves right now is because everybody ran to the store and panicked. Don't panic. They'll be re replenished and there'll be food and, and all of those things if the, if, the, uh, if the trend holds and we have every reason to believe that it will. Don't hoard toilet paper. Maybe use it a little more conservatively. I had a conversation with my kids this morning. We sat down and talked about our, our toilet paper consumption. We needed to slow it down a little bit. But the average person uses about a roll and a half of toilet paper a week. And just budget that and buy what you need. And lastly, follow instructions. Follow instructions of our, our, our government leaders and, and the people who, who are in charge over us. The Bible has some things to say about that. But, you know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true blue West Virginian, and I am kind of have libertarian leanings, and so I don't really trust the government a whole lot. I mean, I think, but in this situation, there's no room for that. This is not the time to be obstinate. This is the time to cooperate, because not because you're afraid, but because we're trying to save people's lives. And guys, if we'll do those things, we'll do our part. And if this works, we'll look back on this and go, boy, that was an overreaction. Because it will have compressed the numbers of people who are sick. And we will have done our part to help the people in our lives, and the people in our community, and the people in our country. Guys, that's why this decision was made to meet on, move online. That's why the decision is being made by the president and our governors and people in authority all around the country. And I need you to understand that because so many people don't right now. All right, that being said, pandemics cause stress. And, and chances are you're a little bit stressed out. So I want to walk you through a roadmap for dealing with pandemic stress. Stress is a fact of life. It, it comes at us all the time in so many forms but how we navigate it is a choice. And I have got some good choices for us to make that will make a huge difference in your life if you do what I, I teach you here. 
So let's look at our roadmap to navigate pandemic stress. First, first thing is this, choose to believe God. Choose to believe God. You know, oftentimes faith is a choice. It's choosing to believe what we believe. You know, we all face fear. We all get these thoughts that'll start spinning, especially in times like this, where like, what if this and what if that? And and it kind of spins out of control in our minds. And we are to take those thoughts captive and replace them with the truth, replace them with God's truth. I, um, I want to read to you a scripture that is the truth. And when your mind begins to spin out of control, I want to encourage you to grab this scripture and, and meditate on it and recite it to yourself and take hold of the fear and stop it, hold it, take, take it captive and replace it with this. It's Isaiah 41.10. It says this, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God says, don't fear, because I'm with you. This is a promise, and this is a truth. God is with us. That's the truth. He says, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. You know what he's saying? I'm for you. I am not only am I with you, I am for you. You don't need to be bewildered or dismayed in this time because I'm with you and I'm for you, God says. And then he says, I'll strengthen you. I'm gonna give you what you need. You're going to make it through whatever you go through because I'm going to give you strength to do it. And then he says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. At the end of the day, God is going to carry us through. Guys, that is is the truth. And we have to remind ourselves of that because we get freaked out. We're people, right? We get spooked. And we have to remind ourselves. And here's what I want to here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you to memorize that verse. That's the verse for this pandemic. <laughs> memorize that verse today. Even get out a little piece of paper or whatever. Write that verse out. Take five minutes and memorize it and come back to it each and every day until we are through this. And then when the fear comes, take it captive. Take those thoughts captive and pull this thought out, this truth. And that will make a huge difference in how you get through this. Write it on something and put it on the refrigerator. Put it everywhere you look. Memorize it. May it become part of who you are. Because we have to choose when we're afraid to believe God. Second thing is this, pray hard and often. Our president has declared today a national day of prayer, and I love that. You know, in the history of our country, there have been, there have been times during the Revolutionary War, during the Civil War, when presidents have called for a national day of prayer. And if you read the history of those things, it was on those days that, that, that major events pivoted. It was on those days that things turned from bad to good. Prayer is powerful and effective. And in fact, more powerful than our social distancing and all that is God's intervention. And we need to pray for that. I want to challenge you on this National Day of Prayer to take some time, maybe a half hour or an hour It's worth it, and you're just sitting at home anyway, so you might as well. And get on your knees and seek God and pray and confess 
and ask for him to bring healing and bring this to an end for our, for our nation, for our, for our world. Prayer changes things. I love the saying, work like it all depends on you. And we, we need to do that. We need to do the, the social distancing and all, washing our hands and all those other things and pray like it depends on God. And if you're at home, every day, take some time and let's pray because God ultimately is the answer for what we're dealing with here. We need God to intervene. Instead of obsessing on, on Facebook or social media or, or uh, news sites or network news or whatever, turn that off. I mean, absolutely stay up to date with what's going on, but don't watch that all the time. Turn that off and spend time praying. It's the most effective weapon we have in this battle. I want to, if you would, click over or turn your Bibles over to, to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. I believe God really gave me this, this passage for today and maybe for this whole whole season of pandemic that we're in. Um, but it says this. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I want to break this passage down because I do really believe that this is, this is part of the roadmap for navigating pandemic stress. Uh, and so we are going to choose to believe God and we're gonna pray often and hard. But then the third thing we're gonna do is we're gonna serve others. In verse 24 there it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Toward love and good deeds. When I find myself stressed, when you find yourself stressed, one of the most Effective de-stressing tools you have is getting your eyes off yourself and onto the people around you. It's service. It's giving. It's sharing. It's generosity. And there have been numerous studies done on this. And what they have found is serving, sharing, generosity is a more effective mood enhancer than Prozac. As far as de-stressing this kind of life, and in this time, our temptation is to, is to kind of circle in on ourselves and worry and, and, and focus on our own situation, but the best thing you can do in this time is to serve other people. And guys, this is who we are as followers of Jesus. Jesus said, if you want to be great, serve others. He also... And also, if we look at the history of the church, you know, the early church and the, the first centuries of the church in the Roman Empire, it was the Christians who would go into the cities that were being ravished by plague, and the Christians would go in as everybody else who could get out would get out, and they would take care of the sick and the dying, and they would bury the dead. And that's a situation that's a whole lot more deadly than the one we're dealing with. They're talking about huge uh, proportions of the population that were dying, but the Christians were unafraid. You know, people who say, why are we making these fear-based decisions? We're not going to make fear-based decisions. We're going to make wise decisions, but we are not afraid. And in fact, this is, I believe, the church's time to shine. You know, we have people in our church who are older, 
or vulnerable for one reason or the other, and I'm not going to encourage you to, to go into the city, so to speak. But we have people who are younger, who, who uh, will largely be unaffected. And there are going to be opportunities in the weeks ahead for us to serve our community, for us to make grocery runs and uh, respond, emergency response and volunteer in places where people are going to need help. And guess what? We can do that. We're going to do that. We're even working behind the scenes now to get that response organized. And I hope you'll be a part of it if you can be. And if you can't be because of your age or other things that you're dealing with, that's great. You got a phone. You got a computer. Make calls. Check in with people. People are going to be isolated. We're going to need to to minister to one another, but serve and get your eyes off yourself. In verse 25, really what it talks about is staying connected. We need to stay connected. It says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Now, we're not able, and it's not wise for us to gather physically, but we can gather online. Now, I think gathering live in person is way better. And when we're able to do that, we'll all come back together again and we'll do that. But in the meantime, we have the ability to gather on Sunday morning all over the Ohio Valley and really all over the country. There are people who tune in from all over the place and gather together. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to do that at 9.30 and 11.15 because for a couple reasons. One, uh, you're gathering with, with the church. It's not just, hey, I'm watching the sermon. There's, it's a better experience. There's, there's worship music and it's, a, it's the full service. But it, beyond that, it builds into your life this habit of gathering. We're together. And again, if you're on our website, if you're on our website on the Vineyard Online platform, you can, you can interact, you can request prayer. There are notes, there are links, there are all kinds of things for you to participate. I encourage you to do that. We're working, we're working at getting our groups that can go online online so groups can continue. And this is so important. Don't give up meeting together. Boy, if that ever applied, it applies now. This is the time when groups need to be meeting together. But it's not wise to get together in person, so let's go ahead and do that online. And you'll be hearing from your group leaders and, and all that. And hey, if you are a group leader and you haven't gotten up to speed on this yet, hear my heart. If you're technologically impaired, I get it. I, I get it. Push through for your people, for the people in your group, and for your sake. We need to be together in this time. Um, you know, another way that you can connect and stay connected is through our new Facebook uh, group page. Uh, This is different than the Vineyard Facebook page. This is a group page. It's called Vineyard Church of Wheeling Group. And again, if you're watching on our website, you can just go up to the connect with us link at the top of the page and click on that, and that will take you to links for the uh, Facebook group and some other things. So I encourage you to do that. If you go to the vineyardwheeling.com page, you can just click right over there. Also, we have a podcast, and I'm going to encourage you to use that too if you're a podcast kind of person. Now, our podcast, we've just in the past put our sermons up, so you can listen to them again during the week on the way to work or whatever. Um, 
but as we, it's going to be one of the ways that we get information out uh, as well. And so I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Again, if you go to the Connect With Us button, there's a play, there, there are uh, links there to uh, subscribe to the podcast, and then you'll get that uh, downloaded to your phone or, or computer, and you can listen. And we're, we're going to be discussing different things that are going on in the community, and it's just a way to mobilize and stay connected. So stay tuned with that. At the end of the day, though, we need each other. We need each other now more than ever. All people need people. And, uh, and uh, we live in such an amazing time as far as technology is concerned that we could actually stay connected. And guys, please stay connected in all of these ways, in all of these ways. And here's what we know. Relationships, connection, talking, having conversation with friends, Praying together, all of those things reduce stress. They all reduce stress. And they help us to remind each other who we are, whose we are, that we're going to be okay, what we need to be about during this time. And it will make your life better. Fifth thing is this, which is just simply encourage one another. The end of verse 25 there says, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Encourage one another. You're going to need encouragement. You know, I mean, isolation is kind of discouraging. You're going to need encouragement. And you're going to need to encourage other people. So encourage one another. We encourage one another to believe what we believe, to stay calm, to be the blessing and to serve, and to remember that this is, this is an opportunity, not a crisis. We have a real opportunity to be the church, to be the blessing in this time. We're gonna see some crazy things in the days ahead. It's not to be feared, it's not the end of the world, and the zombies aren't coming. But I have a feeling there are going to be several more times in the next weeks that we're gonna say, never thought I'd see that in my lifetime, and that's okay. We're not going to just survive all of that, we're gonna thrive in the midst of it. If we do, these things. See, dealing with pandemic stress, if we choose to believe God, if we, if we pray hard and often, if we serve others, if we stay connected, if we encourage one another, I'm telling you, the stress level comes down, the fear level comes down, and we become light in the darkness. We become calm and peace in the panic. And guys, God has plans for us in all of this. He has plans for you you got to stay calm and you got to keep your head and you got to have that peace of God. And this is the roadmap for that. And then not only will you survive the stressful situation, you'll thrive in the midst of it. You know, I, I have a, a sense that there are some folks who are tuned in today because you're wondering what the church is going to say about this, and, 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 and maybe you're afraid, and, and I hope that this message hasn't made you more afraid. This is a message of hope, but it is a sober message of hope. It's a message of reality. But you're afraid, and maybe you're wondering what God has to say about all this. And here, at the end of the day, what God has to say about all this is that he wants to have a relationship with you. God, in the midst of all of this, still loves you. 
He made you to love you. He's been pursuing you since you've been born. And he loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, 2,000 years ago to die a criminal's death on a Roman cross because the payment for everything you've done wrong was death. And he stood in your place so that it can all be forgiven, so that it can all be washed away, all the shame and guilt and everything else washed away, and so that you can have a relationship with God. And if you want to navigate this time well, you need to get right with God. And that's really simple. It's not hard, it's not complicated, it's just coming to God and saying, God, I want to come home, I want to be part of your family. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that today, so if you would, in front of your computer or television, wherever you are, would you close your eyes, bow your head, and if you have never had a come to Jesus moment, I want to invite you to have one right now. And would you pray with me? You just say something along these lines, say, say, Jesus, I believe I believe you came, I believe you died in my place. And I've got a lot of shame and guilt, and I've made a lot of mistakes. Will you forgive me? And will you come and and live in my heart? I want a relationship with you. And will you lead my life? Will you lead my life? in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that with me, let me know. There's gonna, a little button's going to come up on the bottom of the screen um, that you can raise your hand. Uh, just click on that and let us know because we want to be able to follow up with you and get you some information to help you get started in a relationship with Jesus. But that is the most important part. That's the first step in navigating pandemic stress is having God in here because then his peace comes and lives in here. I want to leave us with this. God says this. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's God's promise. That's the promise we need to lean into. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you are not unaware of all that is going on. God, that you love us and that your hand is upon us and that you promise to carry us. And I pray that you would help us to live in that reality and that truth, that you would help us to lean into this roadmap for navigating this pandemic and the stress associated with it that you would make us light in this world and that together, Lord, we would lean in and serve one another and serve our community and be the church and be your blessing to our community. Move in powerful ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us here at The Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. In addition to these podcasts, please come visit us live at the Capitol Theater in downtown Wheeling, Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.15, and experience these encouraging messages, some incredible music, and so much more in person. We would love to meet you. 
Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.